Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad that you're joining us today because we really have a very, very important subject to discuss. And we have a very high-profile guest with us today. His name is Gerald Vardzell, and he's the president and CEO of Hellamix. And he is going to be talking to us about the trends in personalized medicine. And we're going to basically be talking about what their company does when somebody has a cancer diagnosis and or there's a project proposal with a specific detailed scope of work uh, for companies that are involved in the cancer field. Is that correct, Gerald? Yes. Great. Well, welcome. I like Thank to you, start Denise. We out. look forward to speaking to you today. Good. Great. I'd like to start out by asking, how did you get on the path that you're on today? It's, it's, it's a fascinating one, and our listeners are always interested. Yeah, it, we, um, we uh, basically have been, or myself in the field, uh, both in the clinical research field and the diagnostic field for over the years. And one of the things that, that uh, over the past, I'd say, six or seven years was to create a model that we could create this integrated um, network or integrated company to really impact precision medicine. And uh, we, we picked uh, Pittsburgh, uh, in particular a place of coming home for myself, but but because of the uh, the surrounding environment of being able to work with a, a leading um, university on the research side, uh, both uh, another one on the uh, IT side and the informatics side, and also with the uh, medical universities here in the region. So uh, we searched for a, a few companies, and we came across a, a company here in Pittsburgh, Holomics, which uh, we acquired in December of 2016. And at that time, we started our restructuring through 17 to really refocus and expand the business. Now, have you always had a personal interest in this particular field? I did. Um, you know, it, as, as we looked at oncology, it was one area um, in the diagnostic area in both the CRO space that, that I was involved with. And one of the things that, that kept coming home is, you know, we all we all are uh, aware uh, uh, of someone, uh, a loved one or, or individuals, friends, that um, uh, go through uh, that terrible disease. And, and personally, I thought, you know, this was a, an area that we could put something together to really have a, a significant impact on the personal side and, and really drive this forward. So um, this is something that, uh, like I said, we've been looking at doing, um, um, myself and some of my colleagues, 
uh, over the past five, six, seven years uh, to really have a meaningful impact going forward. Well, let's get into the meat of exactly what it is that your company does. Yeah, and 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 Denise, it's a, it's a it's a re, you know Halomics today um, for folks that that uh, are familiar with the company in the past is still at its core, um, and mm-hmm. that is a personalized medicine company. And you know what we've taken that personalized medicine company is really providing an actionable roadmap. Uh, and and when I talk about an actionable roadmap, it's for the patients and their oncologists uh, to to guide therapy uh, and okay. and positively impact patient outcomes. So Today an oncologist would uh, an oncologist would get a hold of someone in your company to discuss their patients' specific issues. Well, it, it, not specifically from that regard. What we've done is um, we have our um, we have three complementary strategic pillars within the company. One is our precision oncology insight, and our other is our um, D chip, which is our bioinformatics platform. And then we have our integrated CRO services. So these three, these strategic pillars uh, address the, the needs of the patient, the clinician, and the researcher. So what we do is our unique precision oncology insight platform really takes a patient's tumor um, and provides chemotherapy outside the body in layman's terms. So, okay. you know, if you look at it from that, we take the living tumor tissue from a patient and mm-hmm. we use a, a, a set of functional tests that, de- that determine how that specific tumor responds to drugs. So, you know, chemotherapy, as I like to say, outside your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then so what we do to address it's your... basically a, a tumor or a blood assay test? No, we get, a, we get a, a tumor tissue, live tumor tissue from the patient that is brought mm-hmm. into our lab. Um, Mm -hmm. And then that uh, is received. And then what we do is we enrich those tumor cells, and then we categorize them, and then we challenge those cells with chemo. Uh, We have a a set of 12 standard-of-care drugs, and then we measure the response, and then we interpret that uh, cell response, and we provide that back to the oncologist. Okay. And what, okay. we've, what we've done that's important to understand here, Denise, is mm-hmm. we've taken that data, um, and, and the, the unique thing about Holomics is over the past decade, we've had over 150,000 tumors that have come in-house. So what's unique in the industry today is we all talk about genomics, but we look mm-hmm. at it as functional genomics. And the difference is, we're able to look at that history of that drug response, how that tumor response, uh, responds to the chemotherapy. We build this information up. So every time a tumor comes in from a patient today, mm-hmm. it has a meaningful mm-hmm. impact on that patient, but we're building a library for future as well. So that's why it's so critical when I talk about the data and the report that we're given. So we're, we're providing a GPS roadmap in layman's terms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's been your uh, success rate relative to um, you know the patients that have received this input from your company? Well, the the success rate is you know we, we provide data back to the oncologist oncologists, um, mm-hmm. and it, it's either you know a combo you know of of what we recommend the therapy is going. I can okay. tell you that, that 
I can give you a, a, a feel that over this period of time, you know, the, the company itself with 150,000 plus tumors, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have a history of running clinical tests before my time of over uh, with over 1,400 oncologists nationwide who have sent us tumors. And, okay. you know, our outreach today is to build that back up of using existing senders and bringing them up to speed with our new precision oncology insight. And, and you know, the key is the more tumors we get in, we want to provide more data out to these, in, sure. these oncologists to impact the patients. Mm-hmm. And is this a service that's paid by um, the insurance industry or – by the patients? You know, it, the past history has been through the um, the insurance, uh, and it was reimbursed as a test. We've moved it now. The, the company has moved its platform, uh, our precision oncology business, where we're different in the sense that we're now providing a package of those tests that are being re- reimbursed and mm-hmm. our uh, res- uh, drug uh, tumor platform or a drug response platform to be able to go back out to those patients and get reimbursed. So a lot of the assays, um, the, the commodity tests that are in there mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. are covered under the insurance. But as we go forward, we're looking at moving the company and the outreach more from um, a, 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 a consultative business versus mm-hmm. looking at as a diagnostic test. So at the end of the day, you know, our outreach is, you know, I, when we acquired the company back in December of 2016, uh, one of the things mm-hmm. that we talked about was reimbursement. Um, you know, companies, sure. um, you know, have to make revenue uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. that. But one of the things that we focused on was to ensure um, that we don't get wrapped up in just with the word of reimbursement for the platform, but to be able to build this roadmap out and put additional assays around it on our panel that are already re- reimbursed, but still using the the, the uh, tumor platform. Ah, very well explained. Now, you've strategically positioned um, your company in the healthcare market. How have you differentiated yourself from the other companies uh, to, you know, more or less impact the precision medicine today? Yeah, and, and that's a great question. Um, you know, as I just explained, uh, or, or, or it's to make it more clear, was we're not looking to go out as a diagnostic test. We're not a diagnostic company. We're using our platform, our, our, our bioinformatics platform, our proprietary DCHIP, that uses the data that continue to learn what, what is approved of these standard of care drugs will mm-hmm. work best for a particular tru- uh, uh, tumor profile. So the okay. difference that, that we have today is we're providing an actionable roadmap for patient therapy to the oncologist. And, mm-hmm. and, and when we go out to that individual uh, oncologist, it's, it's, it's personalized to that specific individual. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that, that, that you know, I, I use as an example is, you know, when you look at a, 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 a GPS analogy today, you know, the, today's modern GPS, it mm-hmm. provides the, the preferred route, right, to get from point mm-hmm. A to point B. But it also provides you alternative routes based on the current road conditions 
and, and, and other things. So it could have a similar ETA or sometimes mm-hmm. longer. But in terms of what we're doing, it's very similar in terms of our roadmap. In terms of Holomics, our D-chip bioinformatics platform, which is driven from all this data that we're collecting and that we have collected, provides the standard of care routes based on testing those live tumor together with the additional routes of the other data that we have derived for uh, over 10 plus years of over 150,000 tumors. And you put right. all that together. So, so at the end of the day, when an oncologist, if I was an oncologist and I'm sitting across from a patient, I'm getting all this data. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, who's the expert? Mm-hmm. The oncologist mm-hmm. is the expert, correct? So mm-hmm. if that oncologist has the direct route, information around, and then specific for some, you know, for his expertise or her expertise, they can have all that actionable knowledge to make the best decision, best informed decision to impact that patient. And, and that's where we're going differently because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, the pers- you have to go in. Yes, it, it is personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, you know, a lot of uh, individuals that are diagnosed with cancer, their, their assumption is when they visit an oncologist and they're told this is the protocol that we're going to use for you and it's the approved one. So, for instance, if you're diagnosed with breast cancer, then these are the drugs we're going to use on you unless we find out that you have some other genetic defect someplace along the line, um, you know, or genetic whatever. Uh, and so, really, you, you are all taking it to a whole different level with your platform. We are. And, and you know, I, I want to stress this because our outreach to oncologists, um, you know, the company was, you know, uh, had a, a platform and a test and just like other diagnostic companies was, was getting reimbursed at that time. But I think it's important to realize our go-to-market strategy. And, 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 and as I said earlier, we're providing a consultative service. So we're mm-hmm. not providing mm-hmm. a set of lab te- tests. Right. So what this does is it, it's, it's, it, and it's already working. I mean, I, I, you know, I, it, we're out there. I'm talking to, to oncologists. Our teams are talking to them. But it's mm-hmm. building a closer relationship with the oncologists to help them achieve better outcomes for their patients. And, and when you take our platform and you bundle that with other cancer mutation tests, it, it, it really, truly is a personalized approach. And since we test the patients, and I want to make sure we understand this, we t- test the patient's own tumor cells, and then we recommend, and that's the key word, recommend a treatment for that individual. And the ability to grow those tumors in our lab is the unique differentiator. And we all hear this. Everyone's cancer is different. So right. having the ability to understand that response of, of the past of many, many tumors, and and now looking at each tumor that comes in each day, that's building up a, a, a knowledge base that's actionable mm-hmm. data to, to assist oncologists. And, and, and that's where we're going with the company. Um, and that's, you know, in, in terms of, you know, what changes in the marketplace, that word called reimbursement. When you get, when you get cancer, that's the furthest thing, right, from, from, uh, mm-hmm. from your mind. Mm-hmm. But, but what we continue to do is look at these standardized tests 
that we have to meet the demand of, of, of clinicians. And right now, of course, we're, we're heavily focused in with ovarian. Um, and with the recent news of uh, uh, Precision Therapeutics um, signing the, the merger agreement, the definitive merger agreement with us, uh, Precision, of course, being a, a NASDAQ public company, um, mm -hmm. we're now expanding out uh, in areas of breast, lung, colon, and prostate, uh, and, and then in the brain and spine. So what we want to do is continue to take this, this forward, um, and we're excited about it. I mean, even with the new uh, legislature and uh, the new bill that was signed with the right to try, I mean, that, that's an exciting thing for us as well um, uh, in terms of where we are and what we're trying to do. Now, why don't you explain to, the, to um, my audience what is the right to try? Well, the, the right to try bill um, was put out there. Um, it was recently signed by Trump, and it, you know, a lot of people there was there was some hesitation, or the the you know, uh, with the recent signing, you know, people asked us what our position on this new law and how it will impact patients, and you know, we we have been talking about cancer is personal, right? Um, but the reality of cancer care today for the majority of the patients is their therapy therapy is far from personalized. So with this recent signing into law, uh, the right to try bill for terminally ill, which is, you know, we do have the compassionate care bill out there. We mm -hmm. believe that the precision medicine approach that we, that we currently have can impact the implementation and long-term benefit of this law across all stakeholders, that being the patient, the clinician, the regulatory folks, and the drug companies. So what we've done is, you know, what we, we've been doing over the past, think about it, over the past 10-plus years, we have been essentially providing a right to try to patients by mm -hmm. testing our standard of care drugs on those patients' own tumors. So with the right to try, you know, what we're looking, within oncology that is, you know, mm -hmm. we're looking to see how we can leverage more in working with pharma companies with with drugs to be able to take those patient tumors. Think about it. You know, you're terminally um, diagnosed with cancer. You don't have many options. So if we right. can take a, a, your tumor tissue, your, your tissue, your live tissue, and bring it into our lab and try it like we do with the 12 standard of care drugs with some other drugs, you know, we're actually trying it outside your body and then mm -hmm. giving a recommendation back. So we're excited about those kind of initiatives, and we believe we fit in them, and I think those are the kind of things that, that are going to have a meaningful impact uh, for the patient. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting going forward, uh, looking at, in other words, cancer patients have failed their therapies, um, mm -hmm. and then with precision medicine and your approach, what ultimately their outcomes will be. Well, I, I, well, I think I think the the one thing that comes out first and foremost is, you know, we're trying it outside the body first with their mm -hmm. own tumor. Mm -hmm. right. You know, I mean, you know, you, you think about it, you, you go the trial and error path, and you're putting things in your body. You know, it, it's impacting you know you, yeah. at, mm -hmm. you know, strength and, and and all the the other components uh, of of yeah. that trial that you're going through. So the ability to try it outside the body and give a you know, some hope um, mm -hmm. is 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 going to provide a a more personalized approach that that hopefully um, 
that we can yeah. move into other cancers. Time, time will tell, and, you know. Time exactly. Will definitely tell. And 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 the fact remains that because you're in a consultative um, situation, you don't have to have FDA approval for what it is you're doing. Am I correct in my thinking on that? When you say FDA, we, well, our test we do have the 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 test that we're basically um, reimbursed on. So, you know, when you say you know our LDT, we are a CLIA uh, certified lab, so we are a clinical okay. lab, so we are regulated. Right. Um, I think what you're you're saying there, though, is when we look at it from the right to try, and 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 moving forward, that that allows us, you know, some some bandwidth in that perspective. But mm-hmm. the tests that we exactly. have today, you know, are you know we're we're a CLIA lab and we're a clinical lab, so you know we, we are uh, regulated to go forward. And so this is it's not a research. Uh, facility from that standpoint. You know, mm-hmm. we're actually providing data back for that oncology for that specific patient. Now, as we go forward, as I said, I think the ability to, to bring other uh, tests up and running and put mm-hmm. them as part of the package. And and I think, you know, I, I was talking to a group of uh, oncologists uh, not too long ago, and, and we were just brainstorming. And I brought up a scenario, Denise, that I thought really resonated and really demonstrated what we're trying to do and and it 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 brings the personal side about it and and what i was talking about was i said you know you're an oncologist you know you you've seen hundreds of patients over your over your career you have a, a a lady come into the to the office and unfortunately as you've done many times in the past she sits down in front of you and you have to tell her she has stage four ovarian cancer and you look her in the eye, and, you know, she has a family, she has a husband, she has a couple kids. And you're looking her in the eye, and you're like, you know, we're going to do everything we can to beat it. And and you do that. And then, you mm-hmm. you know, you, you took a medical oath. You know, I'm not an oncologist, but, you know, they, they took a medical oath, and they do honestly care to make a difference in their patients' lives. Take that same scenario. They come home, him or her, and see their husband or wife. And they're waiting for them at the door, and and mm-hmm. and they get they open the door, and and their wife or their husband has that look like, oh boy, what did I do wrong, you know, or something's terribly wrong, and they look you in the eye and say, we just got a call from your brother, and your niece oh. has stage four ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. That's personal. That mm-hmm. you're going to pick that phone up, right? You're going to pick that phone up, and you're going to call your brother, and you're going to say. Bob, I'm going to do we're going to do everything we can. We're going to, we're going to beat this. Not that it's any different than what you said in your office, but it's a little more personal. So so mm-hmm. now you're calling a couple other colleagues, correct? You're you, mm-hmm. Saturday morning instead of reading the sports page, you're reading another clinical paper and you're really in, in, entrenched. Well, that at the end of the day is what we're trying to do at Holomics. I mean, that that's the human side of it. We're trying mm-hmm. to provide as much data, Denise that we can gather, you know, on the drug response side so that that oncologist, whether it's in his office or whether it's his wife, his daughter, or someone personal, is able to have all the information that we can generate to make the best informed decision to impact that patient, that person. And and, in layman's terms, that is what we're driving at. So what would be the room, the roadmap for a patient that goes to their oncologist and they want to have your information? 
ask their oncologists about holomics and can can holomics make a difference in in, in their patient um, treatment and their personal treatment? And you know that's that's a that's a great question because one of our outreaches, Denise, is is has been going to the oncologists. We're going back out to them. But we also want to make sure that we're getting with the advocacy groups and the patients because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, mm-hmm. you know, if if I had a chance or if I, you know, if, if it was someone my that I knew personally, I could tell you whether I was here at Holomics or not, I would I would ask for their tissue to be sent to Holomics. Okay. And that that that's the difference. So. You know, we need to, in, in, in now that we've um, moved forward and uh, mm-hmm. going, we need to get that out there, to be blunt. I mean, that, that, that's why it's such a great question. We are reaching out. Uh, mm-hmm. We do have, like I said, this company has had a significant amount of uh, tumors over the years. Um, you know, previously it was a diagnostic mm-hmm. company um, with, a, with a great test and, you know, some reimbursement issues as a lot of other diagnostic companies. But at the end of the day, the platform didn't go away, and tumors keep coming in the door. So now that we're – I think there's a lot of uh, oncologists out there, to be blunt, as well as um, um, uh, individuals that, in the healthcare system that, that aren't sure if holomics is still around. Um, you know, mm-hmm. because when we acquired it, we had to restructure it and move it forward accordingly. So, you know, uh, we're we're looking at that outreach, and um, you know, we're hopefully hopefully going to continue to uh, watch specimen volume go up because every time a tumor comes in our in into our labs, mm-hmm. it's not only mm-hmm. impacting that patient but the patient down the road. Well, uh, earlier you spoke about how you have around 1,400 oncologists on board. Do you well, that's over the years. Know? I mean, we're reaching back okay. out. I'm going to be clear on it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's a different I'm answer, sure. you know, because the company. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, I'm just curious throughout the United States, how many oncologists are there? <laughs> you know, it's kind of, I, I, I really wonder. Well, I, I think, you know, I think one of the things when you talk about on, uh, the oncologists, I mean, you know, that, 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 world, you know, in the U.S. itself, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. some are in some, some high-end medical universities, and you have just the community doctors as well that are seeing patients, correct? I mean, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that in some of the remote areas. So, you know, I, I think when we say oncologists, uh, I, I think it, it's more, you know, the, the clinician. You know, I, okay. I, we've been talking a lot about the oncologist today, but, but there's a, a lot of remote community doctors and, and folks that that they could send these the, the you know send the tissue in just as well and, and mm-hmm. get the same type mm-hmm. of data back. So uh, I guess I should be careful when I say just oncologists because at the end of the day it's it's you know looking at the clinician um, that that's that's helping that specific patient. What is your turnaround time? Because, well, it's it's um, the, the turnaround time is we actually grow the tissue uh, mm-hmm. in, in our um, in our labs. Right. So the 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 cells growing in the culture could take up to 28 days. So what happens is, you know, the the tumor is extracted, of course, during mm-hmm. the biopsy. Uh, it's it's sent in to to our lab, and then, as I said, we we take those tumors and then we enrich them, and then we they grow, and then when they grow, uh, it could be anywhere within that 28 day period, which is, you know, which is not um, to be blunt that long, uh, if it's 
towards the end of the 28 days, then you know it, it, it's it's outside that scope. So, you know, there's not an every tumor is different, but it's mm-hmm. it's somewhere within that time frame, Denise. The oncology and then, uh, the oncology world itself tends to rush patients into therapies within a couple of days once they're diagnosed. I've seen it over and over and over again. Can't wait. Got to get going. We're going to we're going to get you on something next week. So how in the world are you um, overcoming that with with them? Well, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're getting the tumors sent in by those oncologists within, within, you know, specifically within the ovarian area uh, that, that we focused in. Okay. And during that time frame and that testing, it, you know, that's that's what's been, you know, I hate to say it like this, but, you know, that that's what's been working. Um, they're getting that data back to be able to make that informed decision. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so okay. I... I yeah, so that means you guys a, a, have yeah. to really educate them about this. Yeah, you know, I, I think it is. Onco- it, it, oncologists it, tend to be focused in one direction most of the time. And so so your your part is, is really the educational part of the value of, of what it is that you're doing and to wait for yeah. the results. I mean, cor- correct. And, and, and if you look, I mean, if we took a, uh, you know, as you look at, the the future and promise of personalized medicine, as I said, and you want to measure its success, you know, and and you look at the reality, as we said, with the cancer care, um, and you look at our approach. I mean, I, I keep coming back to that: a small amount of living um, tumor tissue that mm-hmm. we test on a variety of potential chemotherapeutic drugs, right? And then we give a mm-hmm. personalized treatment. Twelve of them. So if them. so, if we correct. So if you look at Let's pick the rule of personalized treatment in terms of recurrent ovarian cancer patients. Ovarian cancer, what uh, you know, affects about 24,000 patients each year. The result of surgery, surgery, and and um, a standard chemotherapy regimen have a rate of response. Have a high rate of response. However, the recurrence rate is quite high, and satisfactory results have been difficult to achieve. As, as we don't have a single drug that has been consistently effective. Okay. One of the things that you look at with holomics, when you ask about working and educating, you know, in a, in a study that we've done with patients with recurrent ovarian cancer, the holomics approach resulted in 14 months longer survival for those patients who on, whose oncologists followed our treatment guidelines. And if you look at that, my question would be, with that kind of if if it was you, wouldn't you want that kind of approach to be used on your wife, your daughter, mm-hmm. or someone close? Of course. Close? So, of course. so those are the things that we got to educate out there, Denise. And and the mm-hmm. way we're going to do that is, and and I got to tell you that the support that we've had with um, some of the leading oncologists out there uh, on our model has been um, well received. And uh, we're excited about it because not only is it, you know, helping uh, validate what we're doing, but it's also impacting people's lives. And that, at the end of the day, I, I believe both of those things, the company success and having a meaningful impact on people's lives are synergistic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I think, too, 
with this uh, reoccurrence rate, if the oncologists are um, on top of things, they'll get those ovarian cancer patients' reoccurrences early. They'll catch them early. Mm-hmm. And then that gives yes. you the time to be able to um, to resolve their their um, their issues and have a fourteen month long longer survival rate as a result. Right. I mean, early is always the best with any form of cancer. Exactly, and you know, you know, when we were talking about um, going back, I mean, just talking about you have. Um, um, you know, we talk about the precision medicine approach, and, and you and I were talking earlier about the right to try, which mm-hmm. is, you know, outside of just the ovarian. But, you know, one of the things with the right to try bill, you know, when we look at um, the implementation and what when I was trying to talk about that is we're looking at patient outcomes, right? So we're looking yeah. at trying those drugs on the patient's own tumor cells so we can determine if that drug will have any effect and any benefit at, at all. So mm-hmm. one of the things that's a barrier there that that if you look at these uh, is is to the data that would be obtained from the testing of these right to t- uh, right to try drugs would be additional justification for the request and more importantly give a comfort level across all the stakeholders because when you look at the right to try or you look at that you're you're really looking at not just the patient right you got the clinician, mm-hmm. you got the drug companies, you got the regulatory folks. So what we're what we'd really do is we'd we'd look at risk mitigation. So we mm-hmm. could once again mm-hmm. take that patient and and clinician to show you know the the drug shows some effect which would meet the do not harm principle of medicine as well as improving the quality of life for that patient. So, mm-hmm. you know, these are the kind of things that, that you take this platform that we've focused in on today in the consultative approach in ovarian. You can see why we're excited now uh, that we're moving with precision therapeutics and being able to take this base, this foundation, and move it into these other uh, therapeutic areas, whether it's breast, lung, colon, and prostate. So, you know, we're just at the beginning um, the mm-hmm, good news mm-hmm. is, when I say we're at the beginning, we already have a good base, and we, we we have tumors coming in. It's now how do we take that and expand it into these other areas, and and that's going to be an exciting time for us uh, as we go forward into the the later part of uh, this year, and, and then moving into 2019. Uh, but the mm-hmm. key is we need to to get out there. Um, yes. And, 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 yeah, you need and, to get the and, word and, out and get out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 definitely. I assume that you're going to the uh, conferences that they hold every year. We are in the yeah. in the oncology field. I don't know if they do them twice it, a year or not, but yeah. And you know the the other thing that that we're doing, and, and you brought it up, is is how does a, a patient ask? You know. You know, one of the things that, that we, we're, we're going to ask and, and do more of is we love to hear some patient testimonials, correct? I yes. Mean, I mean, yes. at the end of the day, uh, mm-hmm. and that's what we're gonna, you're going to see more of um, in our outreach. You know, we, we, we have the support of some leading oncologists, but what we really need to do is get with some of the advocacy groups and be able to go out there and, and really, truly get some, some real data 
just like we provide mm-hmm. real data, actionable data, mm-hmm. get some real information back from those patients. And and mm-hmm. that, to us, will will have the meaningful impact to get uh, the word out there. And, I, and we're excited about that. And, we, you know, we're we're at the stage of uh, of the company where we need to move on that and get get out there and, and get involved. Great, really great. Well, I think that we've um, done an excellent job of covering exactly what it is that your company is doing and where they're headed. Is there anything else you can think of we've left out? No, Denise, I I, I really appreciate you uh, having uh, myself on and, and to represent our company uh, today and 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 our you know our approach with the Precision Oncology Insight and uh, you know we look forward to uh, hopefully coming back on uh, and and oh and, I'd love and to have maybe you back. talking again about some of the other mm-hmm. areas and 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 see where we are and and put a little measurement stick to us and see how we're doing. Uh, you know, next year as well. So uh, we're excited. Oh, um, good. Good. Let's do that next year, and then I'll I'll do my best to spread the word. I have quite a community, and particularly in the cancer um, arena, I think it's really important that um, oncologists are aware of what it is you do. And I will do that. And Denise, anytime you're in the uh, Pittsburgh area, um, we'd love to have you come visit our our state-of-the-art labs and, and see our approach and, and, and visit us. So the, the open oh, invitation be, for you and others out there. <laughs> Thank you so <laughs> much. Thanks, Denise. All Have right. a great day. You Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye. All right. We've been um, talking with Gerald Vardisell, the president and CEO of Helmox. So thank you so much for joining us today and tune in again next Wednesday. We'll have another great show for you all. And until then, please be well. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? 